everybody. Welcome to episode 110 of Making It. I'm Bob Claggett, here with Jimmy DeResta. Hey! How are you? I'm in the country today, so no sirens in the background, no dogs barking, no murders. No chickens? No chickens. At least awesome. they're outside right now. They're in the cage. So. Cool. Also got David Pachuda. Hey guys, what's going on? Not much. Any crazy noises on your end? No, this week, David? I shut the door so the cat doesn't come in and yell at us this time. <laughs> okay, which it's it's a good it's a good and bad thing. Like it's good that it won't interrupt us, but it's bad that the um how Tomo does, Tomo he's not going to make an anim- an animated uh, video of of our cat yelling at everybody. <laughs> that so. was my favorite thing he's ever done when the cat was meow. <laughs> it was so good. It was so it was really good. good. I love what he does. Yeah. So we tried to cut out all the noises this week <laughs> because we had a couple of weeks. We took last week off. Yep. Before that, quite a few complaints because I had 3D printers running in the background. But Bob, can I say, can I tell everybody you were printing? Bob was printing a silence shield that is right now over his head. So he 3D printed this big plastic shield of silence. And that's why you don't hear the printers anymore because they're printing some other thing. <laughs> <sighs> Something to that effect, yeah. The cone of silence. I blew that joke because you guys are too young to silence. remember the cone of silence is from Maxwell Smart. Uh, Hi, Agent 99. Yeah. yeah. Cone of silence. Joke. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, what have we been up to this week? Jimmy, what about you? I'm in the country this week and I am actively, proactively working on trying to get that gas station in order. Uh, a lot of times I bring things up on the podcast and I don't follow through with them because life gets in the way, but... I do actually need to move out of the city. And this place, although it's in major need of repair, Taylor and I are, are very much in love with the idea of trying to fix it. And the landlord is working with me to try and figure out a way that the repairs will directly impact the rent. Uh, you know, if I spend $10 to fix this, he's going to take it directly off the rent. And so I'm really trying to, trying to make this happen. So I spent some time with him this week. Thursday, I have to go to the town meeting because in this particular town, there's zoning and there's all kinds of hurdles that need to be met and insurance and all the red tape that would prevent anybody from typically following through with a difficult challenge like this. I'm actually really just trying to take one at a time, confront them, figure them out and see what they need to be done to be dealt with. And so that's what I'm doing. Hmm. Busy, busy, busy. But uh, oh, and then I'm also working on uh, this. Could kind of roll into the topic we're going to bring up in a minute. But really trying to get my plasma table working, and it's not really working. But we can talk about that because it kind of pertains to the subject of the day. Cool. Uh, for me, um, I haven't really been home much over the past week, dealing with some um, personal family issues, which maybe we'll talk about next time not ready for that yet but uh so i haven't done a whole lot although i did uh about a week ago i got a glowforge and i got <gasps> nice. I, yeah i got one of the pre-production models like bob <gasps> and on the day that i got it <laughs> i decided to make a project and film it the day that it arrived it happened to be the day that my cameraman eric works with me and so we filmed me cutting out a little air freshener and I cut it out of a thin one eighth inch piece of plywood and then sandwiched that between two pieces of green construction paper and made a little tree air freshener and the, the wood would have um, some essential oils hanging or we, we, we rub pine 
essential oils on there so it smell like those tree car fresheners. And genius. I re- What's that? That's genius. Yeah, and I, I thought it was I thought it was a great idea, and I, I released a video last night at midnight, and then this morning I wake up with an email from the company that makes the tree air fresheners, and all they say in the email is a link to their trademark policy, and they own the rights to the tree uh, image. As far as air, air fresheners and, and that color and whatnot. So I took the video down. Um, and, yeah. and Because the I, we've talked about the Glowforge many times. So I don't want to get too involved in like what it can do. But one of the cool features of that is you, you can draw something and have the Glowforge trace it and then cut that out and something else. So I used an iPad. Did you guys see the video before I took it down? No. no I didn't get a chance it. to see it. Okay, so basically what I did was I took an iPad. I did an image search for tree car air freshener. The typical one that you you guys all know came up, and I just put a piece of paper over top of my iPad, and then I traced out that tree. I took that piece of paper, stuck it in the Glowforge. I click scan. Glowforge scans it, and then I can then take that image and then cut it out on wood. So I cut that out on one eighth inch ply, and then I also cut that image out on two pieces of construction paper, like I said before, glued that all together. There's essential oil on the plywood, put a piece of string on there, hung it up on the mirror. And well, apparently I violated their, their copy or their trademark. And of course I don't want I don't want any trouble. I don't. I, I I value the work that I create, and I don't want anybody stealing my work, of course. And so I, I immediately took the video down. And so there was that. It was it was a cool project. I'm gonna redo it. I'm gonna re refilm it, and use something else, something of my own design. Another thing that I did in the video, which is causing problems, is I thought it would. I always try to do something that creates a reaction out of people in the videos because mm-hmm. I, I like comments. I like the interaction. I like the people saying, why did you do that? Or I thought it was cool that you did that. So I thought it would be hilarious. Turns out it wasn't hilarious that I took my, the laser cutter that I previously had, I put it in a box, taped it up. I threw it in the car. We filmed all this. And then we went to a dumpster and we threw it into the dumpster. Uh-huh. And so we we faked it all. We faked the whole thing. So you know we 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 did put the laser in a box, but then I emptied the box, and then then we took the empty box, put it in the car, and then went to a dumpster and threw it in the dumpster. So it looks like I'm throwing away my old laser. Oh, I heard from so Rockler sent me that laser hmm. in exchange for uh, some videos, and I completed that deal. And Rockler. It wasn't their laser, but it it was a laser they sold. And they said, hey, we'll give you this laser plus money to do these videos or whatever. And I just thought I was being funny by throwing my old <laughs> laser away. I didn't think anything of it. It's like and throwing I, good food away in front of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like even in the video, like I diss Festool because my, my, I'm using a Black & Decker drill to drill something. And the drill dies. And I'm like, oh, I'll use my backup. And I pull out the Festool drill and use it. So I'm like, nobody... Every, it's it's a level playing field with me. Like nobody is is better than than anybody else. And so I thought I'm just I'm just being funny. I'll get people like, "Huh, I can't believe you threw your laser away," or that was a funny thing that you 
faked it. I thought it would be obvious that I faked it. So I haven't responded to Rocky Wackler yet. I will after the podcast or whatever. Why, and say, did hey. they come back on you and say... You know, they um, it, Rockler has been very, very awesome and very cool with everything I've ever done. We have a great relationship, and they're just like, they just want to make sure, like, I don't have anything, I don't have any problems with Rockler. I don't have any problems with the maker of that particular laser, so I have to type up that email later today. So, it's mm. so funny that this one, this it was a short video, it was a five-minute video that caused so many problems. Hmm. And uh, and and here we are. So I had to take down the video. I'm going to reshoot it. There won't when be you any- reshoot it, you know what? The, the, the air freshness should be two of these. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> and uh, Jimmy is throwing up in an obscene gesture. So it turns out that that company that makes those air fresheners, they do not mess around. You do a search for that company and and lawsuits, they sue everybody that violates their trademark policy. Like they own that tree image, that they own that market. That's theirs, and so I am not messing with them. I took the video down. I am not even going to say anything bad about them. I'm just going to come up with my own thing, and and reproduce yeah. it. So, uh, all this happened today. Both the email from Rockler and and um, the email from Little Trees or whatever they're called. So I'm I'm, and then dealing with all my bunch of personal family issues like today is is a pretty heavy yeah. day <laughs> yeah over here yeah so Seems like it. here we are uh i'm just trying to have fun guys <laughs> that's all I, that's all i want to do back off big air can freshener you, can you read my shirt oh nice can we just it's have a, some fun is that did you make that yes there's a there's a cool <laughs> maybe this is gonna be my pick of the week because i don't have a pick of the week but there's a website it's made by a company called Threadless, where you can go and insert any text that you want, and then you pick a font, you pick the font color, you pick the shirt color, and they will screen print. It's actually screen printed uh, the the shirt that you that you want. And so I had a shirt that said, "Can we just have some fun?" Yeah. Nice. Rough time That's over awesome. here, guys. I'm glad we're doing the podcast because I need I need the podcast. I need you guys to Good. cheer me up. Yeah. Right on. It was kind of weird, like, not doing a show last week. It was, yeah. It was strange. Uh, and we didn't do a show, and you can blame me, along with all the 3D printing sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was in California last week and went out uh, to do a collaboration with Matter Hackers, which is a 3D printing company. They sell printers and filaments, and um, they're just a really cool company. I was re- I've been impressed with them before, but then they brought me out. We... Uh, built a foosball table for in like two days in the parking lot and i thought of you because i was like i'm building a foosball table in a parking lot yes that makes me so happy (laughs) um so we built that in the the parking lot for them and then they 3d printed like 140 parts for this table um and so we got it done in like two and a half days two days something like that and so i was out there working the entire you know the majority of the week, so that's why we didn't record because I was on a different time and whatever. So you can blame me for that, but uh, I did really miss recording. It's a it's a good rhythm to be in to get to hang out with you guys and talk about stuff. Yeah. So, uh, but while I was out there, um, got to meet uh, some people. They had like a meetup, which was really cool. A bunch of local 3D printing people came and um, just got to hang out with see some people again that we had met at Maker Faire, got to meet Frank Ippolito, 
uh, from Tested. Yeah. He's done a lot of great work. Really cool guy. Met a bunch of new people. So it was a fantastic trip, and it was very quick and very full of stuff. Did but, you learn anything? I, I did. Um, one of the things that's really cool, Matter Hackers is not sponsoring this episode, but I'm really impressed with them as a company, so I'm just going to talk about them. Um, they basically sell printers and filament. And the thing that makes them, I think they're like the largest U.S.-based 3D printing company. But the thing that makes them really unique is that they test every single thing that they sell, both every printer and every filament. And they do like these full testing regiments on everything so they know how this filament works with this printer and like what the situations are between all these different things. And then they provide like 24-7 support for everything. So if you buy a thing of filament and you have trouble printing it, you call them and they walk you through every single thing you need to do to, to make it work. So the thing that was really cool about that was seeing their testing setup and how they test the different types of plastics because some of their plastics, in fact, what we used for the um, for the the impact parts of the table are made with nylon. So it's a really it's not just a typical plastic that'll crack. You know, it's a really hard kind of flexible. Like, it, it won't break. It'll bend, generally. Um, so anyway, I learned a lot about some new materials that I'd never used before. They have, you know, these nylon stuff. They have nylon with carbon fiber built into it, so it's even stronger. They have just all sorts of stuff. So it was most of the learning I, I got out of it was uh, material-type yeah. information, which is good. Well, that's the stuff that's most confusing to everybody, is material information, whether it's CNC, 3D printing... Or laser yeah. cutting. That's that's a tough thing yeah. to get your head around. Yeah. And, I mean, you think of like with uh, 3D printing, you think it's plastic, right? But there's like ABS, PLA, PETG, nylon, nylon X, this and uh, there's just tons of them. Uh, there's ones that have like wood infill in them and metal infill in them. And, and they all have different heats that they work at and they have different strengths and they have different they do different things to the nozzle based on like how abrasive they are. And there's quite a bit to it. So that was pretty cool. Um, it was a great trip. It was one of the coolest work trips. And like Jimmy, I know you've done a lot of, of travel work trips where you actually work, but I think this was like the first work trip where I've built something. (laughs) Everything else is like going to, you know, hang out with people and like, you know, go to Maker Faire or whatever. So when you, when you were at your place at, at this location, making something, how many times did you say, I wish I had this with me. I had wish I had that with me. You know, whatever those little useful yeah. tools you daily use, you know, you, you use on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, that happened a few times. But luckily, uh, Dave, one of the guys from Matter Hackers that I was with, he has a shop at home. And so we basically took all of his tools that I thought we would need from his house to the parking lot. And so, you know, we had the basics there. And, did you have the ice and pick? And I kind of, I did not have the ice pick. And I needed it a couple times. See, but How do you want clog a tip? <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot. They have lots of stuff there to unclog them, but I, I didn't have my knife. You know, I, I reached for that like a million times. Yep. Stuff like that. But anyway, it was a good trip. Um. But I, I think uh, we have a topic that's kind of come up in a bunch of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll lead in here. Um. So last week. Oh, man. I don't know how I want to do this, because I don't want to call out individual people who leave comments and, like, give them attention. But last or the last episode, if you didn't listen, um, I had 3D printers running in the background, because I was doing work, and I was, you know, I had prints running for 24 hours, 14 hours, and they just happened to overlap the time 
that we were recording the show. And that was a mistake on my part. So the noise was back there, and we got from a couple, just a couple of people, some really kind of nasty comments about that. And one of the things that happened was somebody called us and said something like amateur hour, which brings up a really good point that I think we want to talk about. <laughs> we are amateurs. <laughs> and so I think it's, I, I don't know, I think we should talk about that. There's, just, a, there's a certain charm in being an amateur. Well, let's... Absolutely. It, we, I want to talk about maybe that in particular, but I also want to talk about not being perfect like that's something that everybody can relate to as far as our projects yeah. that we do not everything has to be 100 percent perfect yeah i think it's really important and so i mean i think i think we all kind of do this but i actively leave my mistakes in videos um so that people are encouraged that like everybody makes mistakes and usually if i make a mistake i'll show how to fix it hopefully to let people know like i figure out a way around it you know keep moving do something but I do get comments on occasion that are like, you know, like, it's really unprofessional that you leave your mistakes in, or it's really unprofessional that you always say, like, th there was literally a comment last week that says, you always say, but it doesn't really matter. That's so unprofessional. <clears throat> and the thing that's really interesting to me about that is, in my mind, it doesn't matter. Like, if, if something, if epoxy chips on a corner and I have to glue it back on with CA glue, it doesn't matter because the table's still a table, doesn't right? Matter. I mean, it's not going to be perfect, but that doesn't matter. And so my response to this person was, any of these little things in and of themselves don't matter. And I'm literally saying that because they don't matter. Because the, in the end, the project worked or it got pretty close to what I was envisioning in the first place. Now, if like I was building something load-bearing and I was like, ah, oh, let's just use toothpicks instead. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't That's, matter. <laughs> That's obviously not the same thing, right? But I I don't so, know that yeah. I've been caught up but in a different way maybe where sometimes um I'll say let's just finish a project and let's just let's just work with what we have and I'll get caught up and saying you're not why would you ever do something where you're not putting your best effort forward? And sometimes it's a compromise. It's a personal compromise of not putting out the best possible thing, but that thing still is solving a problem or still is, is going to fulfill a, a need or a, or a want. And I, it's really, it's so important that we enjoy what we do. And I think perfection gets in the way of progress. Perfection causes us to, not enjoy what we do if what just make the thing have fun making the thing and can i if say it comes something out, yeah go please i'm sorry i'm just I'm yeah just no no you here. just reminded me of something before i forget people that are perfectionists and now i'm going to get a lot of hate mail for this are not fun to hang around with they're like party poopers so if you're a perfectionist to the point of like it's either perfect or it's not going to happen at all don't watch because like you're a bummer but sorry, let that hang in there. It's, <laughs> there goes the audience. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let that sit in for a little bit. No, no, I'm I, talking about a couple people in particular. Yeah, I won't say I who. Mean, but if you're a perfectionist and it's like, uh, then then don't try. It's it's just so annoying. It's, well, this kind of goes back to what we talked about before the cameras started rolling. It's a it's it's a thing <laughs> where there's there's two sides to the story. I mean, if you create something that is absolutely perfect in your mind, 
it's act- it's definitely going to take you longer than something that's not perfect. But and it's definitely something you can be even more proud of. But there's the sometimes you just have to let things go so you can move on to the next thing. So there is progress. So you can move on. So you can take that mistake and learn from it and say, oh, next time I'll do this. Now I know I'm this. Gonna- As creators, we can share that. We can say, hey, this project didn't come out perfect, but you guys can possibly learn something from my mistake. I'm going to move on because I don't have time, but now you guys know. Yeah, I just want to clarify. The people that pick on us that are perfectionists, you're the bummers. But there are perfectionists out there that I learn from and I talk about all the time. But they're not saying, hey, I am a perfectionist, therefore you should be a perfectionist. I see like machinist videos and these guys are perfectionists. They're not looking at what we do and calling us out. You know, I get a lot of the, the sponsorships I get and the compliments I get because I'm not a perfectionist, because I'm a sloppy artist, because I don't do everything perfect. Because That's you're a my real appeal. person. Because I'm a real, would you say, because I'm a rude person? A, a real person. <laughs> oh. Well, you're a rude person too, but I, I said you're a real person. <laughs> I'm a rude person to the perfectionist. No, but the, the, the point I'm making is, is that when, when perfectionists who watch what we do and call me out, say, for instance, you know, all the people that hate me on Reddit, it's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not trying to be exactly like the person that is supposed to please you. I'm not here to please you. I'm just doing what, what I do and the way I do it. And all the while, I'm learning something new. Once in a long while, I make something perfect. But that's just not what I am born to do. I really always say that. I yeah. say, I'm, not a, I'm not a born perfectionist. There are perfectionists that I admire. There, I mean, I don't even want to bring a couple of people up, but I, there are a few makers that I constantly brag about and that I support, they are like so perfect. But they don't call out when somebody else isn't. They just do their thing. They stay in their lane. You know, I'm not calling somebody out that isn't as sloppy as me. Like, oh, you're, you should be as sloppy as me. So the point I'm making is, is like the commenters is, is, is who I say that, you know, if they get, they say, oh, you should be perfect. Those are the guys that aren't fun to hang out with. <laughs> well, and like, so the, the way I think about this is that... <clears throat> And this was kind of my response to that one particular comment, um, is that everybody values different things. And so, like, if if me and Person X are looking at a project that I did, they may be looking at it from valuing uh, clean lines or perfect miters from an aesthetic point of view. Like, they want it to end up looking perfectly sharp or perfectly curvy or whatever. It doesn't matter. They, they value a particular thing about that object. For me, I usually want tables to be tables. And that's <laughs> like the top value, right? And so if it can look cool past that, great. Um, if it can look cool and look like an ocean table, great. If it can look cool and look like an ocean table and I can get to work in multiple materials, great. But the top thing is that it's a table. Now, neither one of us are wrong, in those different valuations, right? We just have different things about the same object that we value. The problem comes in when you start saying like, well, you're not, you're not working to the standard that I value. Therefore it's wrong. And I I think that's what you're saying, Jimmy is like, you know, I have a standard and I'm, I'm unhappy that no one else is, or that someone else is not getting up to my standard. So I think we have to be really careful on both sides of that. Like we have to be careful as we're creating things to hold other people to the standard that we hold for ourselves. And that's both uh, from like a, like a project perspective and from a 
in, in our case, a content perspective, right? So like, it'd be really easy. I, I'm super focused on um, my videos being relatively polished, put together. Color correction should be right. Audio should be right. And it's super easy for me to hold other people to that standard, but that's not right. Like, that's not okay. Other people are doing amazing work and not making great videos, but that doesn't make the work any less amazing. It's a kind It's just a different valuation, yeah. you know? Yeah. So getting to so, a very specific topic, which is this podcast. Bob, can yes. I ask you what your radio background experience is? Well, I spent the 90s. No, I have zero. Zero. Have Jimmy, zero. what's your radio background experience? I've been listening to Howard Stern since 1986. <laughs> right. And, and then I, I, I can see you guys. I can see where you're at. Bob, it looks like you're in your shop. Is that uh, is your shop set up for uh, audio, proper audio diffusion and isolation? Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I like to bounce sound off of a wall of 3D printers, <laughs> and then I have um, back here. I have a bunch of cardboard boxes. I like to bounce sound off of those because they really bring it back to the microphone. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, yeah. We call that uh, audio color, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. And Jimmy, yeah, what's too. behind That's you? What I call it too. Behind me is my my bank of special effects sound effects of car sirens and hustle and bustle <laughs> in the city so, and dogs barking uh, and chickens and i don't I, I the 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 point of all this isn't to say not to call anybody out but we we do this podcast because we're three different people with three different perspectives doing three different things and we're just at our computer and we're recording this podcast because we each feel like we have something to say and we can contribute to a conversation and we don't have the facilities to record something super spectacular and radio broadcast quality and what i, I hear something what's that what's that oh, uh, ambulance uh, driving to my, my bedroom uh, sorry <laughs> uh, jimmy's jimmy's building's on then, fire again so we do try our best I, I i promise you we do want clean audio we do want something that sounds super high quality broadcast type sound but it's just not possible with what we do in our schedules this is not this podcast maybe i'm going too far with this but this podcast isn't how we make a living this podcast is a way for us to hang out and share our experiences with a larger group of people am i right am i wrong no i that was that was actually we were talking about comments going back and forth and one of the commenters go well if if my living depended upon clean audio of course my clean I said, we do this for free. And he's like, of yeah. course you do it for free. It's paid for by the fans. I'm like, it's, we don't get paid. This isn't our living. I'm not quite sure like what his argument was. But you know what this whole thing reminds me of? Like, and this kind of goes back to what my, my blasphemous comment a couple minutes ago was, is I spent a lot of the 90s hanging around with filmmakers that constantly spent time talking about the red camera, the new digital SLR that had a full sensor this the one thing they never ever talked about was content they were so wrapped up in the perfect camera well when I get my $20,000 red camera that's when I'll start making movies you haven't made one movie not even on your pixel camera not even on a 8mm camera what makes you think a $20,000 camera is going to immediately give you the talent to start putting a story together yeah or content together so it's kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, the people that comment, like, oh, I would have perfect audio if I had a podcast. You know, you don't even have anything to say because you're too worried about what's the perfect microphone to pick. And, you know, it's 
so many people spend so much time worrying about being perfect that they'll never get anything done but they're really certainly good at pointing out other people's imperfections yeah it's 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 all three of us we don't have i mean even when we when we film our videos i don't have the ideal shot uh i don't have the ideal lighting maybe i don't even have the ideal camera but it's more about the the story it's more about the content of what i'm i'm trying to do and that's that's re that's really important i i know all three of us get a lot of questions like what can it what camera do you use what software do you use to to make your videos and really that's that's like such a small percentage of what i think is a quality video and it's more about like well it's it's the creativity it's 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 maybe how we shoot it my video could be shot on an iPhone or an Android yeah. phone, it, you know, it's it's like we're, we're trying to come up with a creative project and we're trying to bring that to more people in a creative way. And the the technology to do that is way less important than the content itself. And you know, that's the same conversation. If you replace the words camera and software with table saw and chisel, oh my goodness, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. It doesn't matter the brand of tool that you can afford. It doesn't matter whether it's used or new. It doesn't matter any of that stuff. If you are trying to make a thing and using what you have at your disposal and you make a thing, then you made a thing. Yeah. A thing that wasn't there before you started. And I mean, I know for me, and I think for both of you, that's like one of the biggest things that I want people to take away from my content, from this podcast, from my videos. I want people to be inspired to make a thing that didn't exist before they started. Yeah. And I don't have to have perfect audio to do that. They don't have to have perfect tools to do that. And it doesn't matter if they have a craftsman and I have a saw stop. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. None of that stuff should get in the way of you making something. Yep. And, and again, I, I just, it's, I don't, I don't want to pick on any, pick on anybody that's that wasn't the point of us yeah talking of course about not this. no it's just not at all. We're, we're we're here we're like we don't care it's like oh oh it's it's 4 30 or it's five o'clock it's time to record the podcast let's just all stop what we're doing and get together and do it no matter what the situation is and yeah Jimmy can't predict when uh, when New York is going to have the next fire or heroin overdose. <laughs> you don't have the ambulance schedule handy. I, I do, but you know it changes all the time. That's the problem. Oh yeah. yeah. No, so uh, what's funny is that the people that have commented, the people that made those tweets. Let's see if they tweet this Friday. Then we know that we really actually didn't lose them to the sound effects. I would love that. I would love that. I would like. I would like to say. Okay, I am at fault at something here, if I can apologize. Um, so somebody tweeted something about the, the quality, and it's really hard. Oh, my God. We're going to have to cut this out now. This isn't perfect. Yeah. Yep. Dave, David dropped his headphones. So let's just headphones. start over. I lost my headphones. Let's start over. So start over. I would two. like to say something that I want to apologize. I don't always handle every situation in the best manner. A lot of times your first reaction to something isn't the best reaction. So mm. somebody said something, and I don't even remember this person's name. I'm sorry. Um, and I quoted their tweet in a new tweet saying, you know, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, you know, this is something that we do for fun. The quality is always not going to be there. I think I wasn't 
mean in my tweet except for the fact that I tweeted it. I didn't re I didn't do it a direct reply. I did a retweet quote which went out to my entire audience. And what that did was cause a bunch of other people to chime in uh, and yeah. and voice their opinion. And there was a, you know a bunch of people stood up for us which is great and it caused other people to say, "Yeah, I agree. The quality is terrible." And maybe I should have just directly replied to him and and not made it available until my entire audience. I am I'm a human being. I'm at fault for having an initial reaction. Sometimes I'll read a comment on my YouTube videos and my first gut reaction is to say, you know, well screw you. You know, I'm doing what I want to do and I'm I'm sorry you don't like it. When I really should be ignoring that or replying in a way where I'm sorry I don't meet your expectations, but there are plenty of other people that can, you know, maybe there's something I will make in the future that that you'll enjoy. So I apologize for maybe not handling that in the right way. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have done that. Like we have all left, you know, replied to comments in the heat of the moment when we shouldn't have in the long term. But at the same time, um. Like maybe maybe stuff like that is active, right? We're taking a step in a direction that we shouldn't take. But sometimes you don't take a step; you just miss things. Um, I know, like in the case of audio quality, or in the case of you know not getting everything perfectly aligned in a piece of furniture that goes into a video. Um, some of those things are just left out because we're thinking about a lot of things, and I think that goes back to the value thing. Like for me. I want to make a piece of content that gets people to do something. And I'm like, so for instance, my uh, ocean table, the top, when I put it on, wasn't perfectly level with the top of the legs. They kind of stuck through the top of the table. And so one of them stuck, or I think two of them stuck up a little bit. And when I was putting it on there, I was like, oh, I, I need to go back and remember to shim that underneath it so that it's level. And now that it's in my living room, I did shim it and it's level. But I forgot to do that for the video. I forgot to do that for the photo. And that was something several people were like, why would you put in all this effort to make this table and not not just go back and sand down that leg? And I understand that. Like, I, I get the reaction. It was a huge amount of work, and they thought I just quit at that little point. The fact of the matter was, I was thinking about making a table and making a video and doing my speaking stuff, and there, I just can't remember it all, right? I mean, I just kind of left it out. And I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not a... <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> she was gonna sound I'm not, up. I'm not apologizing for not doing all the things, but I'm just trying to give some people some perspective because I don't think I did any wrong, anything wrong. <laughs> Dave, I think your cat's in my room. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot of things wrapped around anybody making anything. There's what they want to get out of it, what they want to put into it, what their goals are. And then anybody that sees that is going to have a whole different set of stuff that they're looking at. And I, we all, I think, should just be a little more patient with other people's creation, yeah. you know, and 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 let let them create what they have and what they're interested in, and and you know, not step into it too far. I I do want to point out that what you see of me on YouTube is a filtered version of me. What you are seeing. Is, is an edited version of what I want you to see of me. I'm trying. So, that guy that you see on YouTube, 
that's that's not me in every day. Like when Kelly comes home, I'm not like, oh, how are you doing? You know. Uh, and and so that'd be amazing if you did that every time she every, watches every time. Time. and she rolls her eyes. Um, and what I, what I'm trying to get at is the video is a story, and sometimes that story needs to be edited, and not every single piece is in there. But you have to fill in your own gaps. So you had to level the legs. You didn't think that that was going to add to the story. That maybe to you. That's an obvious thing that needs to be fixed. That can be fixed off camera. That's going to add time to the video. That's that could possibly um, decrease engagement because if the video is too long and somebody loses interest, they're going to move on to the next thing. So we're always trying to filter things, and everything you see is not the actual thing. If I showed you thirty-five minutes of me sanding this cutting board that I'm working on, my goodness, yeah. that'd be a boring video. But you have to fill in the gaps. You have to assume that. Oh, I sanded all those parts and I went through four different grits, right? Yeah. 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 And I, I don't think it's a matter of like, I'm not saying you're doing this. I'm saying for myself. I don't think it's a matter of like making excuses for things that we do differently than people. I think it's just about like being a little more like backing off a little bit from other people's process of creating whatever it is they're creating, whether yeah. we're talking about videos or furniture or food, I don't, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you know, just realizing that we value different stuff and uh, being patient. You know, I mean, there's a, I, mm, there's a lot to be said for being encouraging and kind, even if you don't agree. Yes. And that has nothing to do with making. That has to do with, like, being a human around other humans. That's hard. Being it's, in, it's hard. It's, it is. But, like, kids, <laughs> for instance... Um, I don't agree with everything my kids do. I don't agree with their choices pretty often. I don't agree with the way that they talk back to me or the this and the that. But in general, you know, I have to do correction there, obviously. But being encouraging and kind to my kids is setting an example for them to do that to other people. So it's not always about getting, like, forcing them into being what I want them to be. It's about, like, acting out what I want them to be. So yeah. that they will pick it up. And I think that goes the same way when you're in YouTube comments, right? If you want to see people be kind, then be kind. Hmm. And I, I don't know. I, that's how I live. I mean, I think that's just kind of a good rule to, to go by. But it softens a lot of the the uh, friction between people who are different if the goal is encouragement yeah. rather than being the one who's right. So. Yep. It's funny when people have to proclaim that they're going to withdraw their... Support. Yeah. It's fun. You know, when somebody like, proclaims that they have to withdraw their support, I picture a giant baby in a diaper, like holding a bottle. Like, that's every time somebody says that, I'm going to withdraw my support or I'm going to unsubscribe. And they really mean it. You know, we all say it in the community joking around, but when somebody says it with like meaning, I think, wow, this person really needs attention that they have to stand up and proclaim this. <laughs> it's like, I almost I really feel bad for them. I, I you know I'm trying to make a joke of it, but I honestly my gut feeling is, wow, I feel like a little bit of sadness for this person that this is their well, important time of the day and this is the way they gather attention is by declaring that they're no longer going to support a free thing that millions of people support anyway. I think it's a um, it's a it's one of those it's a reaction thing. You didn't have time to think. You're just reacting. Like I don't like what you're doing. Yeah. I'm unsubscribed. I'm mad. And I need to let everybody know. And maybe there's a better way to say that. I think what they want to say is your content 
is not for me. And I want you to know that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, I can't make content for everybody. Yeah. Otherwise, my content would be very bland, right? It would be nice if they say, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I'm unsubscribed. Well, that's, I think that's hard for any of us to, to you, admit or even recognize, right? It's hard for us to to recognize that the thing that we don't get enough out of is actually based on our own expectation rather than the output of that person or of that thing. Yeah. It's hard to recognize in the moment. In the moment, you know, that's like going to I go to a movie and I watch the movie and I walk out and go, eh, that was that was a horrible movie. Not necessarily. <laughs> that movie didn't meet the expectations that I had for it. Whatever it was, I wanted to get out of that movie. I didn't get. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Are you so, talking I mean, about it, Lego Batman? No, because Lego Batman was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, anyway, right. I don't want to like beat this in the ground. But I, I do want to say, and I, I think David already said this, but for anybody that's listening, this conversation is kind of organic, and we're just figuring it out as we go. But I, we genuinely appreciate feedback from people about things that can be improved. It's not that at all. I think we value that. Um, but also I think we all want to be really clear about the fact that like we're making it up as we go along. We are figuring this out. We are not always going to do things, uh, right or correctly. Some of us will play with our phones and make noises while we're recording on purpose. So don't hold back the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Jimmy, you can, uh, you can give Jimmy some feedback about his soundboard. Jimmy, give me your phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> Hand it over. Hand it over. No. And I'm <laughs> I'm sorry if I sounded defensive. I, I think I'm having another one of those re- reactionary things. It's I know that I mean I'm going through a pretty difficult time. We'll talk about my difficult time in a future episode because I'm gonna want to talk about it and how it can positively affect what I do, but I know that other things in my life actually affect on how I react to things. And I'm, I'm noticing mm. this now and it affects my mood. It can potentially affect my relationship or, or, or whatever. And I'm, I'm trying to be conscious of all this and just trying to, trying to stay calm. And I'm sorry if, if, if I sounded very defensive this episode, but this, this is one of those topics that's really close to me because I do have a natural reaction to want to defend myself when somebody calls me an idiot, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to deal with it, just trying to be playful and funny, but yeah, yeah it's uh, like I said, when someone declares their withdrawal of support, it's, you could say, Hey guys, you got to tweak your sound a little bit, but to say, you know, amateur hour or it's just plain rude. I mean, yeah. and that's what, you know, provoked us, you know, today, but that being said, I, I think people understand that we're just working in the dark here. We're all this is this is like a whole new frontier anyway, like this podcast, YouTube thing. You know, we're all figuring yeah. it out. You know, when you think about a couple of years ago, like the, the videos that we were producing and, and you know, and the behind the scenes conversations that we were having about how to make a living at this has <laughs> changed so dramatically. Yeah. You know, among all just the three of us. And uh, people, you know, and growth comes and with growth comes growing pains and you know, it's uh, it's it's just to be expected that not everything's going to be perfect. That being said, and we are going to try to improve. Yeah. We are going to oh, try yeah, to make course. this podcast better. Yeah, we always do. I mean, that's always an, an effort. You know, I, I at one point made a mute switch so that I could mute <laughs> stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. 
Um, I actually yeah, learned are, uh, I learned that that uh, Skype has a has a mute switch. I didn't know yeah. there was one. I would used to cough and sneeze while we were doing our thing, and <laughs> now I do it with the mute off. <laughs> so you learn, you live yeah. and learn. And and I think another thing that's really important uh, to think about, like when you're reacting to someone, is that um, it, it matters who people say they are. Right, like I, I don't think the three of us, and I know most other people who do YouTube and do podcasts and stuff, don't proclaim to be professionals. Don't proclaim to be, uh, like subject matter experts. Like I've never heard you, Jimmy, say, "I'm, I'm a really good woodworker." Like I'm, I I'm never, super good I never at joinery. It's funny because you know someone as as famous as Nick Offerman constantly gets introduced as master carpenter and he says he hates that because he doesn't think of himself as a master carpenter and it, right. he says it does injustice to those in the world that are master carpenters and so sometimes people call me master fabricator i said i'm not the only thing i'm a master at is writing my name on stuff and people will say that about me on reddit and i agree with it i am i'm still figuring stuff out you know i people yeah. I, I guess if i'm a master at anything it's experimenting and, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not really, you know, there's lots of YouTubers. I, I even call out Peter Brown this week because Peter inspired me to the, do my Core 77 video. There's, a, I'm not a master at anything. I'm just constantly learning. If I'm a master at anything, it's just having fun on YouTube. And everybody could do that. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to master there. But I think sometimes like people assume that we have a mastery over something or we are a professional or what, you know, we have a certain level of knowledge about a thing. And the assumption is if we don't meet that level of knowledge, then we're not doing what we should do or we're not whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think like when you're reacting to some people, you should understand the difference between what you uh, assume they are versus what they actually say they are and what they show you they are. I mean, if yeah. you watch my videos, it should be pretty clear to you that I am not a professional anything, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm a professional content creator because I get paid to create content and that's how I make my living. But like... That content could be anything. It has nothing to do with my skill level of, you know, process A or process B. It, it, it's not there. So when someone goes, whatever you just did or that particular thing was really unprofessional, I'm like, yep, because <laughs> I'm not a professional. <laughs> you know, joke's on you. I, I'm, I'm not going to get it all right. So, And I think that's okay. Like, I want people to be encouraged that, like, it's okay to make videos. It's okay to make tables. It's okay to make food and not be a professional at it. Make a thing, you know? It's, it's perfectly fine to not do everything right all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> Let me see you do uh, that with the uh, hand tools. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we've all had our therapy session now. I, I feel better. I feel so much better. You know, I, yeah. I brought up in the beginning of the podcast my update about my, my plasma table, and, and I should just get it out because I, I introduced it, but... This week, I took a job to cut plasma letters out of for a big sign I'm going to install in Louisville for one of my brands. And uh, this whole last three days, I've been fiddling around with my my plasma table, my Torchmate plasma table. And I got it. This machine, apparently, I don't, I can't say exactly where, but it was on some Hollywood movie. So it was like a product placed in the background of like one of the Marvel movies. I don't know which one. Maybe somebody can call it out. If anybody sees a 4,400 plasma table in the background of one of the Marvel movies, that's the hmm. one that I have now. And hmm. the, I'm going to go watch Ant-Man tonight because I think it's Ant-Man. Is it really? I'm check. 
Could it be? It might be. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because yeah. I got it this summer. Um, well, just in the fall I got it. And uh, I haven't been able to set it up because I haven't had electric. I finally got electric to it. And I've been fiddling around. One of the biggest problems is the it came in pieces. And so I had to put the box, you know, the, the AccuMove controller on. And if somebody might have noticed this week, I tweeted, does anybody have one of these things? Please call me because I don't know what I'm doing. So I had a lot of problems. And so I finally got on the phone with the guys there. And they they were amazing support team and they talked me through it. I sent them a bunch of pictures and they're like, wait, who put that wire on? I was like, I didn't do it. They're like, what is this over there for? I said, I didn't do it. And then I explained to the technician, this machine lived somewhere else before I got it. And so he's like, okay, so, so he really kind of did the once over. I went through some of the interior controls and the control panel into the computer and we changed some settings. And, and after running some diagnostic diagnostic tests with him on the phone, he's like, okay, you might need a new this and a new that. And so they're going to send me some parts and walk me through installing them. So I just wanted to give everybody an update. So this week I had to cut these letters, these plasma letters. And so I had no alternative but to go to Albany Steel and ask them to do it for me because my back was to the wall. And so if they weren't able to do it for me in a timely manner, I was just going to freehand them with the plasma cutter myself. So, But I got a call just before the podcast began that Albany Steel is going to cut half-inch thick letters for me on a on their own plasma table, which is, you know, a giant industrial machine, which could probably cut eight, nine-inch thick steel. Uh, so I'm looking forward tomorrow evening I'll be able to get my hands on those letters and I'll tweet some pictures of them. So that that's my update. It's just, you know, when we go through this new technology, it's, you know, we're not experts. It's I, I couldn't troubleshoot what was going wrong with that table without a technician on the phone. And it was, it was a very frustrating experience, but I kept my mind open and I said, you know what, this is... Just a piece of technology that I have to learn and get past. And within a week or two, I probably will be able to start firing it up and cutting some stuff. But it's just the timing didn't work out because I wanted to include it in this next video. But there's plenty of time to include it in other videos. So that's my update on my, my torch table. You um, Is plasma cutting the best way to, to cut these letters through stick steel? Um, no, I could I could obviously use a... a a water jet, but I, I don't have access to one. I could Taylor knows Taylor's really good with this. She has she sourced everybody in the Albany area. She's like, you can go to these two people for water jet because she was trying to get water jet stuff done. But I was already at at Albany for some other stuff, and I, I spoke to the guy over the counter. He said, send me a DFX file. Let's give you a quote tomorrow. And huh. the quote came in extremely affordable, you know, in the context of this job. And uh, also, I sold them on the idea of a plasma cut letter that has a little bit of a jagged, rusty side. So it kind of suits the branding. Oh, I, I yeah. see. Because I was, I was going to ask if you've looked into wire EDM. Oh no, I haven't. But yeah, no, that's I, I know what that is. But I, I did not. I don't know anybody right now that can do that. But no, I know that's definitely a possibility. Not that you care, but I was probably wrong. It's probably not Ant Man. It's probably one of the Iron Man movies. Oh, maybe. But I'm, I'm going to find it. <laughs> right <on. laughs> I'm a nerd, so. They never told me. They just said it's on the set of a Marvel movie and it's a secret. And I said, okay, cool. And then it showed up here and I'm like, I guess they're done filming that Marvel movie, whichever one it was. And so hmm. to put it in context, I was supposed to get it in like July or August and I didn't get it till like October, which is fine. Just, you know, like I said, I didn't have the electric in place at the time and now I do. And so uh, I'm just moments away from firing it up, but I just got to get past these few technological problems. Nice. Cool. Well... You guys been watching anything, listening to anything? Well, I've been away from my computer for basically a week. That's why I haven't been watching any YouTube videos, and that includes your guys's. Uh, but I did see uh, some tweets today, and I don't have any links 
for me, so you might have to do your own research. But it looks like YouTube is going to start doing some live streaming of ABC, NBC, CBS, ESPN, like based really? on your city. And it looks like YouTube is going to try to replace your cable company. Awesome. Huh. So that's, that's my pick. And I know they announced that today. I haven't looked into it yet, but it's something that maybe you can research on your own. Cool. So you guys are gonna laugh at me. Um, you know, I'm I'm nostalgic. I'm a nostalgic Yorkie lover. My my two best friends in the world, Woody and Lucky, I had for 15 years approximately, and they and they both passed just in this last year. And so I've been a little nostalgic for Yorkie. So I, I started looking online a couple of weeks ago, and I found this channel called Me So Mini Misa. I will send you the link, guys. M-E-S-O-M-I-N-I-M-I-S-A. And it's Misa is a little Yorkie. She's probably about three years old now, who does about 50 tricks, maybe more. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> the owner of this dog talks to this dog, and this dog just does everything. She gets in the car. She pushes the cart. She plays dead. She's, she she prays. This little Yorkie is the cutest thing. So Taylor came in the other day. She's like, I can't believe you're like a 50-year-old man just sitting here watching. <laughs> A Yorkie on some, like, probably some kind of Japanese-inspired YouTube channel. Because the owner sounds like she's Japanese teaching the dog how to do all these tricks. And it's just the cutest thing. I just can't wait to get my hands on another baby Yorkie one of these days. Nice. Awesome. That'll make somebody happy. Good. Um, So mine is, it's somebody I met while I was in California. Um, And I didn't think about it until just this very moment. But the name of his channel is very similar to yours, David. You make something, his channel is called Make Anything. Hmm. Um, it's a guy named Devin, and it's a 3D printing channel, so it's all, like all about doing stuff with 3D printing, and he does. He has a really fast-growing channel. He's uh, grown it up to over 100K in a very short amount of time. But he is a really cool guy and just makes stuff with 3D printing, and it's like climbing holds and a chess set and like... Uh, he's made some like puzzle things and custom glasses and I don't know, lots of stuff. And it's really interesting and it's growing very quickly. So people who are interested in 3D printing might be interested in it as well. Um, he, the glasses reminded me, I never said what my video was that's coming out this week, but I made a pair of wooden sunglasses. Um, and David, I know you made like eyeglasses recently. Did, have you ever made a pair of sunglasses? I have not, no. For some reason, I thought you had. I know some other people have, and I've looked for videos, but for some reason, I was thinking you had as well. Steve anyway, Carmichael my... did a great video maybe a year or two yeah. ago of making sunglasses. Yeah, and I called his out in my video because oh, that's... Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I found his, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Um, but anyway, so that's my video coming out this week is some wooden sunglasses. Nice. The foosball table won't be for another couple of weeks, probably. Yeah, so... Um, I think that's it for this week. Got to thank our Patreon supporters, especially Luis Gonzalez and Make, Build, Modify. They're our top supporters, as always. And uh, grateful for everybody that helps us out over there, even though we're not perfect. <laughs> thank you, guys. <laughs> especially because we're not perfect, because we need the support, <laughs> I guess. My goal this summer is to try and be more perfect. No. Be who you are, Jimmy. Be who you are. I'm a are. sloppy mess that doesn't know how to do anything. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I guess that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the support. Sure, bro. Yes. 
Love you, Dave. Oh, I love you, Jimmy. Yes. yes. I love you too, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> you won't say it. I love you. I love both of you so, so much. There, is that what you want? <laughs> say it like you mean it. I do mean it. I love both of you guys.